Good morning, Minneapolis and other beautiful cities all around the world. It is currently 10 p.m. Around 10.30, actually, in Minneapolis. And, like, tonight, the moon looks pretty full. It looks really, really full. Like, it might be a full moon. And the night before, I actually was out on a patio. Not a patio. Um, what are they called? Oh, rooftops. I was at a rooftop having dinner around the same time. And the moon was so beautiful. It, I don't think it was a full moon. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. But it did look like pretty full, pretty beautiful. And it would like go in and out of the clouds. Sometimes you would see it, other times you would not. And it was just really relaxing. I usually don't do late night podcasts. The only reason why I am right now is because I have some priorities. I have to run, I have to finish up work. And so I'm taking a nice walk in the nighttime. And I would really have preferred, you know, to walk with somebody, but sometimes you don't have that luxury. So, what do you think about when you take a walk usually at night? Do you listen to all the noises? I never listen to music ever. During the day, I'll listen to the music, like in my headphones and stuff, but not at night. At night, for some reason, I like to listen to everything around me. Like right now, I hear like some people talking. Maybe they're having a party. I hear like crickets. I hear bugs. I hear cars. Minneapolis is actually pretty peaceful at night when people aren't shooting people and riding. Riding is not like we peacefully riot mostly in Minneapolis, I feel like. But the looters, they're noisy. And right now it's not noisy. Which, I don't know. (laughs) In a way, I guess the stillness is calming. But it's also kind of scary. Because I'm used to having people around. And I feel like in the dark, your senses senses heighten a little bit. Like everything looks brighter. The trees almost look greener. I kid you not, they do. And like all the street lamps. I, I don't know what it is, but street lamps? I hate street lamps. You know when, if you're a millennial like me, if you were born like... In 1990, 1991, 1992, kind of the 1990s pretty much, you probably remember that your parents would be like, hey, just get home before the street lights come on. You know? We never really had, I never really had a cell phone personally. I didn't have my first cell phone until I was probably in high school. Like my second or last year. Second to last or last year of high school. 
and I had to share it with my sister. And before I even got a phone, I had a friend who had her phone when she was like 15. And she would let all of us borrow the phone for like a a class period. You know, because that was when, I feel like in middle school, that was when you started going to different classes. And so in middle school, our friend actually was the only one with the phone. So (laughs) every hour, one hour would be mine, one hour would be my sister's, one hour she would have hers. Now another hour, we'd trade it off. And it was just a different culture, a different thing that people did. And, yeah, now everyone has their phone. Now I do everything on my phone. Uh, I get my emails. I get my, like, calls from work. I get uh, people just asking me random questions for work, obviously. And, yeah, I feel like I can't go a day where I'm not on my phone. The only time I'm off my phone is when I'm relaxing for a few hours at home before I have to go on to my job again or to another priority, to another project. You know, it's kind of funny because when in the city, when I used to go to work at 3 a.m., there were all sorts of kinds of people, like different kinds of people. Like, you see the people that are college students, that go partying, and the people that are going for work. I feel like the times that most people go to work for business are like 7 to 8 a.m. And then, like, any time before that is just a shit show. Like, all the people that you don't typically see during the day are out. And that's not bad. Like, those aren't bad people. But, you know, just those kind of people. Like homeless people. There's nothing wrong with them, but they just have to hang out at night. Like on the light rail. Or like people that are into drugs. Or, you know, people that are in trouble. College students, like I had mentioned before. Getting home from parties after parties and stuff. Those are the worst for me. Because they get really rowdy. And I feel like they get more rowdier than the homeless people. Because the homeless people don't want to cause troubles. Okay. Still on my walk. I'll be home soon. Thanks for listening to my rant. Um, I just I have to share a secret. Actually... Is it okay? Uh, actually, I'm not going to share a secret because... <laughs> because secrets can be used against you. And that is dangerous. But, unfortunately, as you have been listening and everyone that knows me already knows, but I am terrified of the dark. I am so terrified. <sighs> That's my greatest fear. And I think my scent, like my sense of fear for the dark gets worse when the weather gets colder. See, I'm a spooky bitch and I love the fall. And I get adrenaline when I'm walking 
and it's cold like fall. But the winter time, oh no. The winter time and it's dark, I am terrified. There's nothing worse than being alone <laughs> and cold. But in the summertime, pff, I stay out until midnight. I'm not even scared. <sighs> and I do love Minneapolis. It's a great city. But that's one thing that scares me. It's the darkness. Almost home. And I think it's kind of interesting because cities can be quiet too. A lot of people think that cities are always busy and noisy. And that's true. They can be. They can be really busy. Like when you're going partying around the main streets. But if you're not on the main, 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 main streets... Like, by my house, the city can be really quiet. And I'm a city person. I've lived in the city all my life. Makes me, like, swallow hard, you know? You're like, you're like, (laughs) swallow, like, gulp in fear. (laughs) Okay, I'm almost there. Almost home. I was going to ride my bike, but... You know, life happens. I got too busy. I had to pull a double. But, it's okay. And don't worry. My podcasts are not going to be all like this. I'm going to talk about fun things. I'm going to talk about further questions. So don't you worry. I guess, one further question that I will ask right now. And what is something that terrifies you? But also fascinates you. And one thing that terrifies me. See, I can't even talk. So terrified. (laughs) Uh, One thing that terrifies me is the ocean. But I, I honestly am in love with it. Like, I don't know what it is. I, I'm scared of sharks. But I also love learning about them. It's weird how life works out like that. Like there was this one time I was in the ocean. And I was with some friends. We were having fun. Just taking pictures. Like tourists. And my friend who was taking a picture. She like her mouth like dropped wide open. And I was like on top of this like cliff thing. And she was like, oh my god. She was like, oh my god, watch out. And I looked behind me, and the wave was the biggest wave I have ever seen in my life. It was way above my head. And I was terrified. So it probably looked a lot worse than it was. But I was like, well... I looked at the wave, and I said, you know what, wave? (laughs) I had a great life. I had a good life. And if I die, it's okay. It's okay if I die, because I had a great life. And what was amazing was, when my friend told me to watch out, I had curled myself into a ball. I didn't even think about it. It was just instinctual. And 
I like could feel the water around me and my back like hit the rocks and I was like and I just could think of all the horror stories of like people getting like messed up like physically like paralyzed or something and I just like curled myself and I was like you know what whatever happens it's gonna happen and when the wave pulled back from like the cliff stone rock thing that I was in um I was like protruding it was like a protruding rock it was like the perfect rock that like Ariel from like the little mermaid would go on you know I know I was dumb I also had had like I also had had like two beers and I just like was like woo and I you know I was on top of the cliff and I was just like this is you know fun and a bunch of my other friends had done it like taking pictures and stuff and so yeah and I when the wave like kind of like came down and I had like hung like I could feel the water coming down, so I, like, hung on to the, like, rock. And I was scratched up. I was terrified, but I was alive, and I was so happy. And after that had happened to me, I was like, I wonder if I'm ever going to go swim in the ocean again. And I thought to myself, absolutely. Why not? The ocean did nothing to me. I put myself in that situation, and it only did what was natural. And I'm not afraid. And I overcame that fear. But darkness, for some odd reason, I cannot get over that fear. It's the strangest thing. (laughs) Another thing that kind of scares me, I guess, but also seems really appealing, is commitment. I want to get married. I want to have, like, you know, those connections with people. But... At the same time, it's scary, too, to put yourself in such a vulnerable situation and be that for somebody, you know? It's scary. So please, tell me, um, let me know what your fears are or, you know, things that you find mesmerizing but also really scary or vice versa, whatever. So please let me know. Hit me up on dot. A-L-V-A um, on Twitter. Via.alva um, You can also send me an email too. Via.alva at yahoo.com I would love to hear about your stories, about your life. Even if you just want to say hi, that's totally fine too. <sighs> well, good news. I got out of the darkness and I am now in the light of the wonderful building that I'm supposed to be in. So, thank you guys for uh, helping me out there with my fears. And I really greatly appreciate you. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful night. Thank you. Safest of travels.